0: Welcome to Revitalize Your Relationship. You are listening to episode 82, Challenging Conversations. Hello lovers. My name is Erin Quinn and welcome back to the podcast. This week, we are talking about how to talk about hard things. And I was thinking about this specifically because the last couple of weeks we've been talking about intimacy and sex, and I realized that for a lot of my clients, those can be challenging things to talk about, hard things to bring up. You're like gearing up for a difficult conversation if you're going to bring up your sex life with your partner. So... I wanted to give you some very practical tools. And what I'm going to teach you today actually comes straight out of one of my programs. So when I work with clients for six months, they get access to this incredible vault of programs and worksheets and previous things I've done, including all of my past yoga videos and meditation audios and all that stuff. It's like a fun bonus that I can offer my clients to help them go further and explore different areas of their own self-investment, self-care, self-love. But inside that vault is also some very practical programs so that when we're coaching together, My clients can really let loose, (laughs) learn as much as they can, but I don't know about you. Sometimes when I learn something new in a really practical way, but I don't feel quite solid in the theory, I like to go back and do a little bit more work. So I have a ton of videos and these different worksheets to really help my clients take Things we talk about in our sessions and actually apply them to all areas of their life. In one of these programs, I have a section on how to have difficult conversations. And I think this is by far one of the most popular modules in my program because it's all of the tools and all of the work that they've been doing applied to their relationship. And when you're going to go into a difficult conversation and you want to see if the work together we've been doing is actually working, that is the place to find out. How you show up, how you stay grounded, how you refuse to let things fall apart and go into a fight is really good proof that you've been doing your work. So my clients love this module, and today I wanna share a couple of the tools from it with all of you. And of course, the decade is coming to an end. You guys know this, right? Um, There's like 70 some odd days left in this decade, which is crazy. And what I did last week was I opened up a few more spaces in my one-on-one coaching program because I really want you to get to New Year's Eve feeling love for your partner again. Or maybe you just split up from your partner and you have a lot of heartache going on. I can help you there too. So if you want to get to New Year's this year feeling good, please do reach out to me and set up a consultation. That call is the way that you figure out if working together is the right next step for you. And I will tell you if I can help you or if I can't. So you can head over to revitalizeyourrelationship.com slash consultation and sign up for your time. I really do only have a couple of spots though. Don't wait. <laughs> if you would like some support with your relationship, um, things will be changing next year. So I want to make sure you get the best of the best that you possibly can right now. And I think working together could be the thing for you, but of course we need to meet, we need to talk about it, and we'll definitely by the end of that call have a very clear sense of what your best next step is, whether it's working together or not. Sound good? Okay, now let's talk about how to have challenging conversations in productive ways. What I want you to do as you're going through this podcast is I want you to bring to mind something very specific that you have been struggling with in your relationship. Now, some of you I know who listen to this podcast already have pretty good relationships. Maybe there's not a lot you fight about. Maybe there's not a lot you disagree on. But I know there's something. I know there's some area of your life where it's just an unspoken thing and you don't get into it. For some of my clients, it's politics. For others, it's things to do with activism. For some, it's how to parent their kids. For others, it's how to spend money or, like I mentioned, things to do with sex, intimacy, and the bedroom. So what is it for you? What is the thing right now that you feel most tense about? If you're having trouble coming up with something, then one of the things you could do is, what do I least want to talk to my partner about? Like if I told you, okay, in 10 minutes, you've got to talk to your partner about this thing, you would feel some sense of anxiety or stress or panic. That is what I'm talking about, that subject. So bring that to mind. What is the one thing you find challenging to talk about? Maybe it's a conversation that always turns into a fight and you've never actually resolved it. And we're going to keep that topic in our minds for this episode because I'm going to give you some practical tools to figure out how to navigate that conversation and... Figure out if it's actually a worthy conversation to have. If you've been listening for a while though, you're probably starting to see that your thoughts, the things you think about, create your lens, your filter through which you see the world. Your thoughts actually inform how you feel. So your thoughts are the hunting dog brain that we've talked about. You can send your hunting dog off to find evidence that things are amazing and then you feel amazing. You can send your hunting dog brain off to find evidence that things are awful and your relationship is falling apart. And guess what? That doggie will come back with something in its mouth for you. So as you're starting to see more and more that your thoughts are creating the way you feel and the way you feel determines how you show up and what you actually do in the world, an interesting thing is that even thinking about the topic in your mind right now as something that would create a difficult or challenging conversation is already a step in the direction you don't want to go. But sometimes we have to bring things up with our partners that we feel awkward about or we worry about how they're going to react. And it makes sense why physically you might start to feel like you need to suit up For this challenging conversation. You're like girding your loins. So how do you actually turn this subject matter into something that's less emotionally charged for you? The very first step is to get clean in your head. What does that mean? I want you to ask yourself, what is the goal? What is the outcome I'm trying to get from having this conversation? And you have to be honest with yourself here. Are you trying Sometimes you might be to get the other person to say or do something to make you feel better? If that's a yes, you're not coming from a clean place. Sorry. If you're trying to like get them to change their ways and that's why you're trying to have this conversation, you want them maybe to modify the way they act or what they say to you for the sake of you feeling better, that is a recipe for an argument or for them feeling manipulated. Because basically you're just telling them like, hey, you're doing a terrible job at meeting my expectations that you never signed up or agreed to meet. <laughs> so it's really important to remember that if you expect someone else to fulfill all of your wants, all of your desires, even your needs, like even the things you need to survive, then, then you are placing responsibility for your emotions on that other person. And like I have said so many times, Your partner is not an unpaid assistant. They cannot look after you in a way that is better than you looking after yourself. So it doesn't mean that you can't ask your partner to do something. We're going to cover how to make clean requests in a future episode, but really take a look at why you think you need to have this conversation, what you think the purpose is. And I would say that if you find that really... The point of the conversation is to like make them feel bad or get them to do something differently, you know, strong arm them into changing their ways. Then it really is important that you take a step back and remember that this other adult is really allowed to do what they want. You can make requests of them, but if you are hanging your emotional well-being on them, their actions, you will probably almost always be disappointed. So rather than do it, that sounds terrible, right? It's like, sorry, you're shit out of luck. (laughs) That is not what I mean to say. It's just that when you come into a conversation, if the only thing you can think of as a positive outcome is them promising to do something differently it's a really limiting place to be, right? So what I would rather you do and what I think has been very helpful for many of my clients is decide on what the result you want for yourself is. So knowing and owning that you can't take control for their behavior or decide what they will or will not agree to, you can still decide how you want to show up. What is your goal for sharing your side in the conversation? So... So some examples of this might be um, I've been doing something that I don't really want to do in the relationship. I've been doing maybe like more than my agreed upon share of household chores. And I want to bring this up with them because I just don't think this is working. And I don't actually want to be investing two hours a night in cleaning (laughs) or more. (laughs) So for you, the result is that you voice you voice where you're coming from, you voice maybe some possible solutions. That's also, side note here, it's really important that if you're gonna bring something up that you have a couple of ideas about how to solve it. Um, Have you ever been in one of these situations where somebody comes to you with their problem and they're like, I don't know how you're gonna figure this out, how you're gonna make me happy? That feels like shit, right? But if they come to you and they're like, these are a few of the things I've brainstormed. I've really thought about ways that this could work for both of us. What are your ideas? It shows that the other person cares. They want to find a solution and they're willing to put their own brain to work figuring out some possibilities. And you can say yes and you can say no, but it's not just like, you know, the hunting dog didn't just come and like up chuck at your feet and say, deal with it. Just deal with it. Uh, we don't want to do that to our partners and I know you don't want them to do that to you. So come to them with some possible solutions. Really the only thing you can control because you can't control their partner, your partner's actions or feelings is you can control how you show up. You can control what you say, how you say it. And that I think is really important. So if your results that you want to create in the conversation or at the end of the conversation is that you have offered some solutions to, let's say like it's a financial thing. Maybe you guys are always like a little behind on the bills and the result you want is I want to create a situation where I don't feel stressed about money. So if you wanted to create that for yourself, the end of this conversation, how would you show up to create that result? Would you show up blaming Would you show up angry? Would you show up ready for a fight? No, probably not. You would probably brainstorm some possibilities. You would maybe have some things in mind that you could save some money doing. Maybe um, some other solutions for how you guys could generate more money as a family. To do that, to do those things from a place of creativity, how would you need to feel? How would you need to feel, to brainstorm, to show up, to be creative, to be open to the other person's opinions and feelings. If it were me, I would probably need to feel open. <laughs> I just said it. I would need to feel open, accepting, maybe compassionate. Any of those things could be really fabulous feelings that would generate the actions of creativity and resolving and teamwork and all of that stuff. So then what would you need to think in order to feel that way? You know my go-to thesis about relationships, about really good ones, is you would have to think, we're a team, we can figure this out. I love that thought. You guys can all borrow that thought. You should, honestly, if you've been skeptical about any of this thought work stuff I've been talking about, do this as an experiment for like a week. Make the default thought you go to in every interaction with your partner we're a team, we're a great team. Try that on for a week. Notice how you feel different. Notice how you show up differently. I would love to see more of you guys doing that experiment. It would honestly just save you so much time and energy. (laughs) Okay. So you have this in your head. You're like, okay, we're showing up. I'm going to show up like a team member. I'm going to bring this up. It's going to be out of love and openness. And I'm going to brainstorm and problem solve and listen really well. So you've really decided what the personal outcome you are going to have for the conversation is, then you next need to show up and have the conversation. And there is a really specific thing that I suggest everyone do here. That is start the conversation by acknowledging the result you're trying to create. Like say it out loud to your partner. Say, hey, I want to have this conversation with you. And my goal for this conversation is for us to come up with a solution to some of our money issues because I've been feeling a lot of stress about that lately. So I just want to be proactive and get your brain on this problem with me. The second thing I think is really important to do is also acknowledge any discomfort about how you feel starting this conversation. This sounds maybe dumb to some of you. But when you say out loud to your partner, I'm feeling awkward about bringing this up right now, but I'm trying to learn to be a better communicator. And I love you, so I hope that we could just talk about something. Being vulnerable like that, even in just a simple, straightforward way, can be such an amazing gesture. You know, just saying, listen, I haven't brought this thing up. Because I haven't really known how to. But I know it's affecting how I am in the relationship. And I think it's important. So are you open to talking about it with me right now? And then give them a chance to respond. Maybe they're in the middle of something. So don't try and force the conversation in that moment. If they're doing something else. Or they're maybe not ready to have the conversation. Just remember that they haven't had had a chance to prepare for it. They maybe haven't had a chance to really think about it it may be coming to them out of left field. So I think asking if now is a good time to have the conversation is a really beautiful, courteous thing you can do for your partner. Um, conversations go sideways sometimes because one person is in their head and they think we need to talk about this thing now. And the other person is just not in the mind space or the emotional space to have that conversation. So The simple question, are you open to talking with me about this money thing right now? Because it's creating some stress for me and I would just love to sort it out and get it resolved. Next, when you go into the conversation and other people will say different things, I'm not going to say that this is definitively the right way to approach it, but this is the way I suggest to my clients to do it. It's lead with the facts and be curious. It's so tempting to start conversations with a long description about how you feel or a judgment about what your partner is doing wrong. But if you actually are in a place where you know that your feelings come from your own thoughts, they're not actually about anything your partner has done, then that stuff is just extra shit that leads to a fight for most people. So I would leave that out. I would lead instead with the facts that you, as you see them and then be really curious. So neutral things that happened in the past that both of you would agree on, we'll call those facts. Your opinion about, or your interpretation about what the other person did is not a fact. That's your thought. So You can still share your thoughts. You can still say, hey, when you turned over in bed last night and went, hmm, I thought like, oh, you don't have sex with me ever again. That could be helpful. But I would always say like, that's what my interpretation was. My interpretation was like, this is the end of our sex life. So you at least acknowledge that you could be wrong. This is really important too. Being wrong is the best way to have a great conversation. Just being aware that you could be wrong. Being open to it. I, I had a coach once who was I was working with and one of her things she would often say is she would give me like an assessment of what she saw and then she'd say, tell me where I'm wrong here. And she was very rarely wrong. Her, her opinions were usually like quite accurate or at least I resonated with them. But she would give me that window so she, to acknowledge that like she didn't have all the answers, she didn't know everything that was going on in my mind, she didn't know the direction exactly that I wanted to go in and it was so refreshing. I learned so much from that. So I always say adding in this curiosity, like where could I be wrong here? How could I be wrong here? Is that the way you see it? Those kinds of questions are beautiful and they, they do help to take off the pressure So the final step in this little process of having these challenging conversations and having them go towards a resolution is to learn how to give your partner space. You can share the facts. You can share some of your opinions, acknowledging that you know that they are just your opinions. And you can even make requests. But then you have to be curious about their position. You have to give them space to respond or time to process what you've said. Because whatever they think or feel about the conversation is also not up to you. Usually when a discussion turns into an argument, it's when one or both people are trying to control the way that it goes. Right? Of course, that's like the most practical description of a conversation that turns into an argument. It's like, the other person didn't agree with me, now we're fighting. But since you can't control how they feel... You can still choose to stay open and curious throughout the conversation, even if they cry, even if they get upset, even if they walk away. You are still free to feel love for them, to give them space and give them time to formulate their thoughts because people deal with things in different ways. Your partner might get defensive. So if you feel yourself getting defensive in response to them being defensive, just remind yourself that it's just a natural thing for your brain to do. Anytime there's a hint of tension in your your body or any thoughts that go by in your brain that say that this could be the end of the relationship, maybe we're breaking up, your brain goes from like zero to hell swamp in like three seconds, right? So it's just a very normal part of being human that your brain and your body will take any little flicker of tension and Elevate it very quickly. So if you know that and you're aware of it and you even maybe expect that it will happen, you'll feel tense, you might feel defensive, you might feel angry, it does not mean that those emotions have to override or disrupt the result that you want to get. So you can remind yourself of what the actual intention of the conversation is, which is to create resolution, to find you know the solution to whatever issue you're trying to solve And stay with that. Breathe. We will talk about how to process big emotions, even the negative ones, in a later episode. But for now, just remember, if you can stay connected to what your outcome is for you, you will be able to hold and give your partner space to process things. So this might be all you need to have better conversations in your relationship. But if you think you have some bigger fish to fry... I do want to invite you again to reach out, get on a consultation call with me, and let's find out if coaching together would be helpful and maybe even essential to better communication, less dramatic, difficult conversations in your partnership. You can book that consultation with me over at revitalizeyourrelationship.com slash consultation. There's a link in the show notes. All right. I will talk to you again soon. Have yourself a beautiful week and a beautiful relationship. Take care.